I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys, it's your host Jamie Messina and um, we have a a really interesting episode today, but I want to I want to give you a little warning. So, oh, first I'm in my backyard, so you might hear some some birds chirping and stuff. But um, today's episode is a little different. So, if you are listening at work without headphones, or you are um, in front of your kids, you might want to wait till you are not, or put on some headphones, listen with some headphones, because we do talk about some adult topics today. So today's guest is my friend uh, Steph Berman aka Sperman Berman and I want to tell you a little bit about her but first if you haven't hit subscribe yet go ahead and do that and if you find value in today's episode please think about going and leaving us a review preferably five stars that's going to help us reach our goal um, as, of reaching as many people as it possibly can with uh, a message of positivity and growth right so Steph Berman um, shares today her her journey through creating this business, okay, and you'll hear a lot about that, but basically she is the developer of Pop Dildo, which is a product that helps, um, in particular, among other things, lesbian couples get pregnant and have children. Um, it's something that I've always just been inspired by by her because she's just taken action on it and she's, uh, you know, stuck with it in times of, you know, lots of no's and, and finally to where she is today. So um, listen in, let us know what you think. I'm excited for you to hear from her. All right, guys, I have here with me first good friend, but long time I haven't seen. Like, how long has it been? Oh God, I don't even know. Years. It's got to be at least probably five years. At least, yeah. Ah, my God, <laughs> Steph Berman, otherwise known as Berman Berman, <laughs> is that still your um, Instagram name? Uh, yeah. It is. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, I'm excited for you guys to hear from her today, and obviously, uh, we're just gonna get right into it. First of all, so um, what's going on? Like, th- you're also gonna hear. You guys are also gonna hear a little catch up here because I, like we said, I haven't seen each other in a long time. Um, you were friends with me with, with a, and a big part of my life, like the shift that happened, you know, um, Berman got to see before the shift, the shift and a little bit after the shift before we kind of this life took us away. Right. Yeah. Um, so I invited Berman on because, you know, guys know it's about the stories we tell and, and struggles and stuff that we get through. And she has always just been somebody that I've admired, uh, hardworking, just, uh, kind of like me where like you get an idea and you get excited about it and you go with it and you just take the initiative. And um, one of the things that always sticks out in my mind about you is, you know, what we're going to talk about today and kind of what you created. So many people are like, well, I had that idea. Oh, I should have did that. Guess what? 
you didn't do it. Berman did it. So that's the <laughs> difference. You can have all the ideas in the world, but if you don't take action and make them happen, then you're just having an idea, right? And so you took that and ran with it. So tell me a little bit about uh, your business. Maybe we could start from there. Yeah. So I, to give a little context of how I got into this, um, it, it's always helpful, I think, because if you just jump right in and be like, hi, I make dildos, like it's, it's <laughs> yes, it's like, what exactly. the hell? So um, when I started, I started working for a family business, which Jamie, I know you can relate to as well. Um, we were a, a women's reproductive health distribution company. So the, sh- the sort of short of that is we made products that helped um, couples get pregnant in a clinical sense. So IVF, IUI, um, any of the stuff that you're doing in a doctor's office to try and conceive. So thousands and thousands of people I'm sure can relate to that, understand they either have been through it themselves, know someone that's been through it. It's an extremely emotional, expensive, just stressful process. Um, and to, you know, just to try to conceive a child, um, which is something that, you know, a lot of people strive to, to do in their life. So um, being in that industry, I worked for the family business for almost 16 years. Um, so I really learned a lot about the ins and outs of that, the emotional toll it would take. And then my wife and I um, wanted to start a family of our own. And then we're thinking about the ways in which same-sex couples could do that. So, um, you know, being in the industry, it was like, okay, well, we could go to a doctor's office. We could have someone put a catheter, you know, and inseminate my wife. And then where's my, where's my role in that process as the non-carrying partner? What do I do? I stand there, I hold her hand and I, you know, say, Hey, go get them. You know, like there's just, (laughs) there's, it, it lacks that, that intimacy and, for the non-caring partner, that feeling of involvement. So I just, I I kept feeling not satisfied with the choices that there were for us. And it was, you know, yeah. Could we use a turkey baster that you use at Thanksgiving? Yep. Could we use a needleless syringe? Yep. But all of those things, again, there was just something that was lacking from the process. So I just started thinking wheels turning and I'm like, what could I create that would allow us to do this in the privacy of our own home with the same sort of technology as a syringe or a turkey paster, but allow me to be more involved in the process. So the short of the long, it was like, all right, well, a lot of people, most people hopefully are sexually active and having sex with their partners. And it was like, we're using sex toys and, you know, all of these things. So it was like, why couldn't I incorporate that into that and bring the worlds together? And I, I love telling this story. I actually just wrote a blog about it. Um, I, I shared the story of the first prototype that I ever made. It was literally in my bathroom in my old apartment. My roommate, she brought her like boyfriend at the time over and we made a mold of his penis Shut in up. our I don't bathroom. Know this <laughs> yeah. So like the poor guy had no idea what he was like signing up for. He was just like, cool. I get to make a mold of my, of my dick. Like, and excuse my language this whole time. It's just going to be totally off the cuff, but like, this is the world I work in. Um, so he just thought he'd get to like, you know, he, he got to make this cool mold of his, of his penis. And he was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like what guy doesn't want to do that? So what he didn't realize is like, he had to do it in front of like kind of an audience. We weren't watching at the time. He was in the bathroom with his, with my roommate and his girlfriend, but he had to put his, his penis into like freezing cold silicone and stay there for like <laughs> 10 minutes. And 
you know, it was like, it was a total conundrum, but like a great first story of how my first prototype came out. So I, I made it and I saw it and I was like, yikes, this, this is obviously going to need, this is going to need some work. And so to, to your point, Jamie, and, and like what people are listening to in a podcast, it's really like, we all have ideas, you know, somewhere there lives this entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit that lives inside of all of us. And, you know, the best ideas are created out of necessity. So when you need something and it doesn't exist, you're like, how could I make it? You know, we, we watch so many millions of people watch Shark Tank and they're like, man, I had that idea. Oh, I could have, I could have thought of that or something. And this was one of those instances where I was like, nothing exists, you know, and I, I started researching and there were other squirting dildos on the market, but nothing that I would have felt comfortable using in like mm -hmm. a medical sense, you know? So we can touch on that a little bit later, but um, there was really nothing that, that encapsulated what I needed for my purpose. So I just hit the ground running. I started doing a shit ton of research and calling people, networking, all of those things. And I was like, I have something here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if it'll ever actually be something, but it's going to be something for me, like for me and my wife, I'm going to figure out how to create something so that we can conceive at home in the privacy of our own home with this apparatus per se, <laughs> that is going to allow us like the intimacy and fun of what heterosexual couples get to do, you know? I mean, I, I wanted that for us. And so that was really the very beginning of how my product kind of came to life and really all started. Yeah. First of all, this is so freaking awesome. And you're right. I, I don't think the entrepreneurial uh, like fire is in everybody, but some of us are born with it. Uh, you and, and I definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that, that okay, most people would probably be like, okay, that was difficult. I obviously I can't do that with the penis mold, but number two, it's like, oh, well, these things already exist. And you're like, sure, maybe that kind of exists, but that doesn't fit what we're looking for. Um, which is awesome. And then also just what a fucking movement in, uh, our, like the lesbian community too. Like you're yep. thinking of it as a whole, like, how do we, you know, as we're moving forward with all these things, like, this is such an important piece, I think as well, like that you're right. Like, that's awesome. It was, it was just something that like, I was stunned that it didn't exist in a way that could like be used in, in a sense of like a turkey baster word. You know, it's, I, I didn't reinvent the wheel. Like I really didn't, you know, and yeah, I have a patent on my technology, which, you know, is awesome, you know, to be able to say I have a patent on something. Yeah. Super cool. But I think people get lost in like the, the details of what it takes. And there's a lot of things, don't get me wrong. It's a very like to, to start your own business or create something from nothing. Like it is, it is not for the faint of heart. You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of doors slammed in your face. Like mm -hmm. you have to be prepared for those things. But at the same time, you know, I've been doing this now for, I'm going on nine years um, of, of having my product and, the ups and downs of it. So to, if that's any indication of what it takes, and now I'm just finally in a place where I've, you know, I've been acquired by another company and, um, you know, I, I finally have the means and the resources to, to bring the product out in the way that it always should have been the way that I wanted it to. But 
people mm-hmm. aren't always afforded those opportunities right away. You know, I had to get really creative. I had, you know, no money. I, I invested my own money of whatever I had in the beginning just to try to get it off the ground. And that still wasn't enough. And, you know, trying to get all these things moving from the start is it's challenging. Um, but I think if you believe in, in what you're doing, then that is enough motivation to keep carrying it through, you know, like I've been told, no, I can't even, I've lost count of how many times, like you don't have anything here. It's, it's too niche. It's I've heard the word niche so many times when it comes to my product, um, you know, cause people pigeonhole you into all of these things. But what I came to realize when I brought this product to the market was like, holy shit, there's a million other communities that have been looking for a squirting mm-hmm. dildo who knew <laughs> that, <laughs> that aren't using it to try to get pregnant with. And like, yes, that was what I had intended it for. That was what my purpose was for. But then understanding like, wow, there's people that are using this for erectile dysfunction, or they're using this for mm-hmm. um, men with physical disabilities that you know can't get an erection or serodiscoordinate couples where one or both partners is HIV positive. That's a, this is a way that you can, um, you know, transfer fluid without, you know, potential, you know, harming your other partner. Um, there's, and then you have like the whole, just like sexual side of my product, which is the pleasure aspect of it. There's the kink community, there's the pegging community. And then let's not forget, like we have the transgender community where they are Mm. such an understanding serviced, underprivileged demographic in so many facets of our world. Um, but nobody has ever really recognized the, the trans community as being like worthy enough for, you know, products and toys and things that will help them lead a more like fulfilling life. And for someone who, you know, maybe has gender dysphoria and they want to, you know, they, they feel the need to be able to like wear a penis, even if it's silicone, like there's so many of these nuances that I never even thought of. And so I was like, wow, this, this product that I've created is it's bigger than it's bigger than what I had intended. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you're, when you're starting off, you're like, Mm -hmm. everything just seems daunting and overwhelming. and, And it's easy to get discouraged by all of that. But um, you know, if anything, this is a testament to, to, to the possibilities of what could be if you stick with it. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing, you know, most people start off on excited and on the right foot, but then they, they hear a few no's and what happens is the limiting beliefs start to kick in. Well, maybe this person's right. Maybe I am too niche or whatever. And, and, but that's kind of what this podcast is about is like the weight between our ears, like the mm-hmm. difference, if you interview like a million successful people, they're going to have completely different stories, but they all pretty much say the same thing is that they had belief in what they were doing and belief in themselves. And so that's, that's like, like you have that obviously. And, and I've been there since the beginning, guys, I worked with Berman and her family. Like I used to do side work because I was hustling, trying to make my, you know, I'd yep. file things for her. And then by the way, fun fact, there are a few videos on YouTube where uh, we're explaining the product and you might hear some voiceovers from me. Yep. Do, you you remember, a, do you remember you- that? Uh, you did a rap for me, which was, I know I listened to it recently. It's good. It's (laughs) it's awesome. It's so awesome. Yes. You you were very helpful in my, in my coming of age story. And, but that's how you have to do it. You know, like when you're, when you have 
nothing, but you still believe in it, you, you have to get creative, you know, like lean into your, your, your friends and your network and your community. And there's always people that are willing to help. Like one of the things that I, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride on is trying to pay it forward, you know? So people mm -hmm. always are like, how did you get a patent? How did you do this? How did you, I want to make a sex toy. How do I do that? I, I love being able to like share my experience and my story, even if it's, if it, helps one person be like, fuck yeah, I can do this too. You know, like yeah. just giving, cause there were so many people that helped me in that sense. Um, people were in, in the industry, especially in the, in the adult toy industry, there was, you know, there was a couple people that really just like took me under their wing and showed me the ropes. And I am forever grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Somebody did that for me. And so I feel like it is only fitting that I would do that for somebody else. Um, and that's kind of what it's about. It's that camaraderie that we create as being creative people and, um, you know, having that entrepreneurial spirit. It's, um, you really, you, you'd be surprised. Like I've had to pitch and talk about dildos and sex toys <laughs> to lawyers and, and investors and all these things. And it's the most awkward, like crazy <laughs> experience. But at the same time, like it still has led me on this path of being where I am today. And I wouldn't change anything, you know? I, I mean, even just to, again, give some perspective, like after being on the market for, I think it was about five years, um, I'd pretty much run out of money. Um, I bought my first investor out because there was another investor that was like, oh, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna take this product to the next level with you. And he was like, but I need you to have 100% ownership. So. I went through leaps and bounds to buy my first investor out. And then the next investor completely backed out on me and I was left with nothing. Literally. I, I had no, like every, I never took a penny of the product to pay myself. I just invested everything back into the business um, because that's what you have to do. You know, like I worked mm -hmm. another full-time job just to try to make this succeed. That's how much, that's how much belief you have to have in yourself. Um, and sometimes it means, you know, literally like working yourself into the ground in order to try to see your vision through. And so I was working a full-time job trying to support, you know, myself, my family. Um, fun fact is I ended up, my wife and I conceived both of our kids with my product. So uh, mm -hmm. a big, a big win for someone who's an entrepreneur that makes a product that actually works. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, those were big turning points for me is like, you know, really, really believing that I had something and that it could help so many other people. And then, you know, you get your first email that's like, Steph, I got pregnant with your product. Holy yeah. crap. Like this is, this is life-changing and that kept happening. And I was like, man, this is the coolest fucking job yes. in the planet, you know, just, and it doesn't matter what it is. If you're not providing like a product, even if it's just, you know, a service or it's, coaching, um, coaching, like anything. Yes. Just, just the best feeling. Just, it fills your cup, you know, even on those days when you feel like shit and people have told you mm -hmm. no, and that you have shit for a product and nothing like there's still always going to be that someone that comes back to you and was like, you know, you, you changed me, you changed me for a positive. Um, there's, you helped me conceive, you helped me, you know, build this something with my kid or whatever, whatever it is you, those small little things really push 
me personally yeah. to keep going forward. It's those little wins. It's like, it's never been about making money. Like if that were the case, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> right. I, I still work, you know, I still work two full-time jobs um, just to try to continue to make this succeed even nine years later, you know? Um, so it's, it's a labor of love, but it is also what drives me every day to, to make this as big as I believe it can be. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at, like with this rebirth and relaunch of my product. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of got lost in, in story, but I took three years away from the business. Um, I ran out of money. I ran out of resources and I had to take a step back and it was super depressing and humbling Mm. and sad. And I was like, man, do I have to let my dream go? You know, it's kind of, you reach that crossroads. And then I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not giving up on this. I am not, like, I have something here. You know, people were still emailing being like, Hey, where's your product? Can I still get it? Um, and I just kept saying to myself, like, there has to be a way that I can figure this out. And even after three years, like somewhere deep inside of me lived that passion. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it just kept knocking on my, on my brain being like, Steph, don't give up. You've got something here. I'm not going to let you quit on this. And I, I finally, like, again, after so many no's and people being like, oh, I love this. Like, I want to, I want to be a part of it. And then they're like, two weeks later, that's eh, not the right time. Or yeah. it's not this, it's not that. I heard that so many times and feeling so discouraged. And then finally, um, about six months ago, I got the yes that I had been looking for, for, for nine years, really. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm at today. Yeah. So let me ask you when the investor had you buy out the other guy and then backed mm-hmm. out, was that when you took time off or were you still like hustling after that? Oh no, I was still hustling. Like I, mm. at that point, I still like, I still hustled for, I really dragged it out for as long as I possibly could in trying to just like, um, you know, lean into the, the sales that I had, which, you know, it was still, it, this product was successful. I just didn't have any like resources. So I had to um, I had to pay for product upfront. So I didn't have like terms with any of my vendors. So I had to, you know, cash flow was always a problem. It's like, you're always catching up. So um, I would scrape money together, place an order, sell through it in like a week. And then I'd have to be in the same cycle again. And then finally I just couldn't, the demand was, was there and I just couldn't keep up with it. You know, it was like people ordering thousands of units at a time. And I couldn't, I just, I physically, like I couldn't keep up emotionally, physically, financially, any of it. And I was like, all right, it's time to, it's time to pull the curtain back down a little bit and take a step back and see what I can do to kind of fix myself. And, um, I needed to recharge my battery. You know, I needed to, the passion was always there, but it, it get, it got sucked out of me for a little while, you know, like I felt really down on everything and, and feeling failure is not a feeling that anybody wants to feel, you know, it is, it's a that. <laughs> we all, we all try to avoid it as much as possible, but at the same time, if you don't feel failure, then you also can't appreciate what the success feels like. And, you know, to, to sit where I'm sitting now, I feel it's literally like, I'm a new version of me. I feel that, that fire and that excitement again. I just had a, a trade show where I really relaunched the product and 
the the response was like it almost brought me to tears honestly like yes just just to feel that support and love coming back and everyone being so excited about the new products that I have now and being able to grow and expand and then not not only that but just like I'm seeing my vision finally come to life in the way that I had always dreamed of it. And, and that in itself, like it really, it, 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 it makes me emotional um, just, just thinking about it. And so I, I feel so excited about what the future holds for, for me. And yeah, there's still going to be no's and there's still going to be challenges. Don't get me wrong. Like that, that shit never goes away. Mm-mm. But, but if, you know, I've always, I've always been a very persistent person when it comes to my professional life. Um, you know, I, I don't, when someone says no to me, it, it'll knock me down, but then it, it lights that fire even harder to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to show you that like, you're, you're wrong. I, I have something here and I'm going to come back and I'm going to give a big fuck you to you later right. when you see like what I've done with this. And, and it's just that in itself, like it's, it's just, it's awesome. It's a really great feeling to, to get back on your feet and, and be able to like see your, your hard work and your success turn into something. Yeah. I, I and I think so often, like when you don't have a strong belief in what you do, or even when you do, if somebody tells you no, and they're maybe in a place of like authority, right? Like maybe they own a company or something like that. And like, it could be so easy to be like, oh man. And like put your tail between your legs and walk away. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, what the fuck do they know? They're a human being too. And they don't know the future. It really is up to you to keep coming back. Like if you believe in what you have run with that, keep showing up. Now what you said, you hit like you felt depressed once, like you let it go for a little bit. Like, what did you do in that time to kind of make yourself feel better or to get back into what you were doing? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. That was a super dark time for me. Um, you know, like I had lost, I, I lost then the family business kind of folded. That's a whole other story. I don't, I, you know, it, it just, I was going through a lot of family issues, the family business folded. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with myself? Like, I've got nothing here. Um, so I leaned into my wife, who is extremely supportive. For, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate to have a partner that is so supportive. Um, and, you know, it was really like, you can sit here and be depressed and be sad. And there's times for that. But there's yes. also like, you you, you just have to find, like, you've got to dig deep and find a purpose to pick yourself back up for it. And for me, it was my wife and my kids. I mean, honestly, my kids mm-hmm. were a big, you know, factor in that. It's like, I have to, I can't just, I can't be that example for them. I don't want to show them that like, yeah, mom failed and then just curled up in, in a ball and, and laid there, mm-hmm. you know, like, I needed to be an example for them and for myself. You know, I, I had to prove to myself that I could still pick myself back up. And even though I didn't do my, my product for three years, you know, I, I honestly, like truth be told, I went, I went and waited tables. I was a server and it was like, for me at that time to go from being like the owner of a company and like at my, at my highest feeling great. And then like Mm -hmm. dropping down and feeling that, you know, that it it felt like failure to me. Um, But then I found 
you know, I kind of find ha found happiness in that. Um, you know, it was like meeting new people and, you know, still kind of sharing my story and people being like, Steph, that's so fucking cool. Like, how yeah. come you're not doing it? And then, you know, you, you feel these little bits of yourself start to come back. And, and in, again, in all honesty, like going into hospitality, I ended up like I was a server for a year and then I became a manager, you know, like that's, that's kind of the, the fire that lives in me. Like when I invest myself into something, be it serving, be it my product, like anything, I really give my all because I, I feel like I need to prove to myself that I can do it. You know, that there's, that I don't want to be stuck feeling like, all right, I can get by on this. Like, yeah, it'll do it. I, mm -hmm. I strive to keep like pushing myself and pushing the limits and that's what I've always done. I mean, I made a friggin' squirting dildo, like, you know, <laughs> there's, it's yeah. not something you would hear on the regular. Um, but just pushing boundaries and pushing limits. And like, I ended up, I love hospitality, you know, I'm, I'm still in it. Um, I still do that. And I worked my way up the, the, the ladder there too, and, and found another piece of myself that kind of made me whole and being able to just put all of those little things together. And I try to remind myself, you know, like someone telling me no is one person, right? right? It's one person out of a million people in our world that exists. So for all of those no's that I got, there might still be that one person that says yes, you know, and is like, hell yeah, Steph, you've got like, you've got what you've got something here. And that's all it takes. All Honestly, it takes all it takes is one. And, um, you know, I think it's important for people to know that in, in whatever journey they're, they're on, be it if they're feeling low or anything like you, there's always someone that's going to be there to support you and, and give you the yes that you're looking for, whether it's a friend or a parent or a, a kid or anything like that. It's you, you really have to just find joy in the little things and all of those little things together make you whole again. And, and that's kind of like in that low time, that's just what I did. I just kept putting the little pieces together and finding myself. And after three years, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready. Like I need to get my shit back together and get this product back out there because it needs to be, people need this product. I want people to have access to this product. And, and, and I was just like, you know, one day it just like, it clicks and you're like, all right, I'm in it. Let's do it. Yeah. How's it? There, there were a couple of things you said there that stuck out. Number one, if you have a burning desire in your, in your gut and you think you fail and you walk away, but it keeps tapping, you keep coming back to that thought. You keep coming, do it. Like yeah. our instincts are those, that is not by mistake. So, uh, Berman and I haven't talked in a while, but like part of what I do is about that. It's about, um, the brain and, and those feelings and listening to your intuition, like, the reason that kept coming back is because it is going to work. It is a good idea. Fuck what the other people say. And you yep. listen to that. You were like, man, I can't ignore that. And number two, number don't feel bad about humbling yourself. Like, yeah, you get a setback, but you went and made the best out of a situation with serving, which by the way, I love serving too. I think. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, there's some people can be, you know, it's a, it's a hard industry too, but again, like yeah. super, super fun and rewarding but not all people would go and be a server after that 
and have the um, the driver, whatever, to work your way back up. They'd be like, whatever, I'm here and just go through the motions, right? So that's something yeah. different that you have as well. Like, just because you got knocked down, don't stay the fuck down. Like, do the best you can at whatever it is you're doing. If you're mopping floors, be the best fucking more floor mopper that there is. Exactly. And the opportunities will keep coming because the energy that you put out is what you're going to get more of, which is what you did. Um, that's awesome. Now let's see. And by the way, I I hope y'all heard her say she has two kids from this product (laughs) and they're the cutest little kids in the world. Thank you. (laughs) Like so cute. Um, so like moving forward. So you had a lot of ups and downs. You Mm -hmm. almost folded here. We are again, uh, a new, a new birth, I guess, a rebirth. Um, so like, what are you most excited about moving forward with this? Um, just the possibilities, honestly, um, of what it, what I believe that it can be. Um, you know, I was acquired by a company, um, who has been in the adult industry for, uh, almost 20 years. And, um, they, when I was presented with the opportunity, they, they saw me for me, you know, they, they saw what I've done and all of the, the blood, sweat and tears that I've put into it. And, and I really, just to say that I felt seen is really like, it's the best way to describe it. Um, they shared my vision of like the trajectory of the product and like what I wanted out of it and the future to be for it. And they were going to give me the, the creative platform and just a platform entirely to, take my product under their business and, and let me run with it. Um, so I'm just excited for that to bring back a product that feels so necessary. And especially now where like, you know, LGBTQ is, it's our community, right. But I'm very passionate about like bringing more awareness and education and in the adult pleasure product industry, um, LGBTQ is still considered niche. And like, I, 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 I really hate that word. Cause it's like, why, why is our community niche? Like we're, we are plentiful and, and loud and strong mm-hmm. and all of these things. And it's like, why is it still considered niche? Because it's not, you know, it doesn't maybe fit the, like what, what society views as a norm, you know? Um, but then again, like, if you walk into a sex toy store, you see a hundred different vibrators, right? They're all, there's, and it's like, yeah, great. I can go pick the one that looks the prettiest and, or this or that or whatever. But like being able to go and see products that are like specifically have a purpose and, and people in mind, I don't know, for me, it just, there's something different about that and, and bringing awareness to, demographics that aren't normally, um, noticed and paid attention to. So, um, the, our, our new tagline for our, uh, so there's kind of, so there's two companies. So Tantus is the company that acquired pop dildo. So now, um, Tantus tagline is meeting, meeting you where you play, um, because everybody plays different, you know, and, and, there's different body sizes and different likes and dislikes and boundaries and all of these things. And like uh, the, my coworker and I, like we believe very strongly in like our North star values of 
inclusivity and, um, you know, just really thinking about every person possible um, and not just making this like black and white, you know, it's not, sex isn't just black and white, you know, every person has different things that they like or don't like. And so we're really trying to create this, this new platform of pleasure revolutionaries where we mm. want to just really meet you where you play and that's everybody. Um, and so to have my product be a part of that is super exciting. And, um, you know, I started with one, one form of my product. And now I have three different forms that each kind of cater to different demographics. And one, again, that's near and dear to me because it's such an underserviced demographic, like I said, is the trans community. Um, I am not personally someone who identifies as transgender. However, like to be able to create products for that community um, is super important for me. And um, I'm probably most excited about that. Just having Ooh. that now is, um, it's, it's really exciting. I'm very, very excited about that and what the future holds for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited. For, well, I'm excited for you, not kind of. I'm like, what you, you're <laughs> yeah, talking, yeah. I'm like, yee, yee, this is yeah. great. Um, no, it is pretty cool. Like, especially like you said, like you walk in, I never really thought about that. It's just the same thing, different colors, maybe, you know, but yours yeah. is like, your product has, I mean, they all have purpose, but yours is purpose. Like, yeah. you know, it's so much deeper than that. It's different, pretty you cool. know, it's different. Yeah. Um, and not to knock all the other products because, you know, right. every product is great in its own right. But, you know, just again, like seeing everybody, not just one, like, not that you're just like, if you're a vagina owner or you're a penis owner, like <laughs> don't have to get stuck in, in those regimented boxes. We, there's so much more that can be mm. thought about and recognized outside of that. So, um, you know, that's, that's really what we're all about. And I'm just so, I feel so fortunate to have landed with a company that shares my, my passion and my, um, you know, my feelings and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's kind of like my own little mini Shark Tank. You know, I did a tryout for Shark Tank a long time ago and they were like, oh, this product's great. Can't put a dick on TV. You know, like that's basically what they <laughs> yeah. said to me. So this is like, this is my own little Shark Tank here. So um, it's, it's very, very exciting to see what the future holds for sure. I love it. All right. So for anyone listening, if they want to check out your product, they want to see, you know, give them all the information, like where do they go? What yep, do they do? For sure. So uh, website is www.popdildo.com. It's P-O-P-D-I-L-D-O, Pop Dildo. Um, for social media, we're on Instagram. It's Pop Dildo 2.0. Um, my personal Instagram is Sperm and Berman. Um, we are on Facebook, it. Facebook as well. It's a uh, pop by Tantus. Um, so those are all of the places, uh, to find us. Um, I also do write a blog, which is on the website. So, um, the blog is just kind of like my personal little stories and definitely Jamie, it leans into kind of what you're saying. It's just, you know, it's just celebrating, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations and, um, just sharing, our stories of how it's, it is possible no matter what. Um, everything is possible if you have the drive and the, the passion to see it through. 
Awesome. All right. So I have one more question for you. This is yes. something I like to ask at the end. Now, if you could go back and just give your childhood self, it doesn't matter what age, like it depends on what age comes to your head. Um, give them just a little bit of advice. Like, what would you say? Oof, that's a heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, it's, it's a great question. Um, what would I say? Uh, I would say to my younger self, um, don't ever let anyone make you feel smaller than you are. Um, you are, no matter what gets put in front of you, believe in yourself um, and, and that will carry you through any, any situation. Mm -hmm. That's 100%. it. That's what I, I would say it. to myself. All right. Any, any final words before we sign off? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to be able to share uh, this with, with your uh, audience and listeners and congratulations on all the awesome stuff that you are doing. I, you know, again, we've known each other for a long time and I have seen your journey as well. And it's, um, it's inspiring to see people, other people like-minded that, mm -hmm. you know, can get knocked down and pick themselves up and, you know, really live out their true self be their true self um, and find joy in that. So kudos to you as well. Awesome. 100%. All right. That was Steph Berman with Pop Dildo bringing babies to lesbians all over the world. <laughs> And among other things, um, you can find more about Steph in in the show notes in the sh show description um, so that you if you have, you know, want to get your hands on that product or just follow along with her journey, uh, you can do so there uh, doing big things. And I love it. And I love that I was able to have her on and catch up while also just having such an amazing conversation about business, about growth, about all the things. Um, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And yeah, until next time. <laughs>